Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. Happy New Year, everyone. No, part of the happy part of the New Year is you got to smile, all right? So I can tell even if you're wearing a mask, if you're not smiling at me, your eyes go like this or like this, all right? Happy New Year. How many are blessed and excited to be here in 2021? Yeah. Amen. If you're not, you can't go back to 2020. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing I can do about that. So you might as well be blessed and highly favored in 2021 and enjoy it. Um, at the start of every new year, it's natural and normal that uh, many of us, maybe you do the same, we start to ask each other, ask the Lord, what, what, do you, what is in store? What do you have for us this year? What, uh, what is the word for 2021? Um, and, uh, and that's natural. That's a good thing to do. We, we lean into that. And I, I try to do that at the beginning of the year for the corporately, maybe on... Every year on my birthday, I try to, Lord, what, are you gonna, what do you want to do in my life this year? And just, just seek and, and, and find out from the Lord. Amen? Amen? And we continue to do that throughout the year. We don't just do it once a year and then be done, right? Um, for instance, last January, my first message was entitled, uh, The World Will Shut Down Due to a Pandemic. Maybe you remember that one. That's not true. Some of you are like, I must have missed that one. No. I did, not, I did not call a pandemic prophetically, um, but, but uh, it's right and natural to lean in and ask the Lord what he's doing. So I've been praying about 2021 um, for some time, as you probably have as well. And are you ready to hear the big secret revelation? I don't have one, all right? I know we want that. Like, I'm not, I'm not speaking against uh, prophetic words or anything like that. But I, here's what I believe. As I've been seeking the Lord, I, I believe his word for 2021. He doesn't want us to lean into a new prophetic word. That's not his goal. At least this is what I believe the Lord is saying. But instead, he is calling his people in his church to lean into the source and become more intimate with him. I believe this is, this is the call for this year. More than we have ever done before. In fact, I believe what the Lord would say to you this morning specifically is you don't need a new prophetic word. You need to lean into the presence of the Lord. Like never before in your life. If you want to see things in your life that you've never seen before, you've got to be in the presence like you never have before. Because nothing good on planet earth comes outside of the source which is jesus christ nothing good that ever happened in your life came from anywhere but the author and the perfecter the source of life every good and perfect gift comes from where the father of lights you're not going to find it anywhere else and i believe what he's calling you he's calling me and he's calling us to do is to go back we're doing this a series that's been on my heart it's just called origin to the author, the origin, the source, to lean in and abide and be there. Because when you do that, church, nothing can shake you at that point. 
Nobody, nobody could have called all the weird things that happened in 2020. But if you are in the presence of the Lord, if you are constantly spending time with Him and just resting in Him, enjoying His presence, listening to Him, praying, spending time in the Word, it doesn't matter what happens. Nothing can shake you, whether good or bad. We could march, I know there was a group we read through Revelation on Friday, and there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in the book of Revelation. Crazier than 2020, believe it or not. But I'm here to tell you today that if you lean into your source, if you are there, it doesn't matter if you march through everything that happens in Revelation, you won't be shaken. Even more so. If you lean into your source and you're staying there and you're going back to the origin, Jesus Christ, I'm just staying with you, you could be blessed beyond measure with abundance and not be shaken. I know that sounds strange, but I believe the temptation in abundance is much more, more profound to walk away from the presence of the Lord than the temptation in lack and in, and in despair times. Because when I'm in the foxhole, it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not, you're calling out to God. Help God! If you get me out of this, I'll, believe, I'll give all my goods to the poor. It doesn't matter. Just help me. But when you are blessed with everything you need, it's easy to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to step off this foundation for a while because now I can lean on my monthly paycheck. I can lean on everything that I have. I'll call you when I need you. You need him more in, in the overflow than you even need in the lack. And he wants to, uh, you to abide in him in both ways. Our call this year, church, is to lean into your source like never before. Do you want to see profound things happen in your life? Say amen. amen. They're not going to happen unless you spend time in the source. Do you want to see the world transform and people coming to know Jesus like never before? Did you know that only happens when they connect with the source? <laughs> You'll convince nobody to follow Jesus. You're not that smart. And there's some smart people in this room. I'm not that smart. But if I spend time in the presence, if I spend time with the source, I bring that with me where I go, and I'm doing this, and people are eating it. And they experience Jesus and the blinders come off. It doesn't happen on your own. It happens when you go to the origin point like, Lord, I need you, Jesus. It's time to go back to living intimately with the source. Intimacy with God. We often like, we want the prophetic word. Lord, am I to be a doctor, lawyer, or famous actor? Those are the only three options I want to know about. And we're like, Lord, give me that prophetic word. Give me that prophetic word. And I'm telling you, if, all you're, if you're giving him options, he's, he wants to speak about something else, you're not going to hear from him. But if you go to the source and say, Lord, I just, wanna, I just want to know you more, you will not miss the option he has for you. Because he is a great course corrector, whether you stray to the right or the left, if you are abiding in him, if you are spending time with him at the source, you'll miss nothing. And nothing will shake you. I believe that is what it is. And I do believe, folks, 2021 will contain the greatest work of your life thus far. I believe that. And it's not, I'm not even saying that's a prophetic word. It's just plain biblical. You were never called to retreat. You were called to what? Glory 
to glory so that what I step into and what I experience and know and abide into the Lord is deeper and more profound and spreads even more dramatically around me than it ever has. And no matter if I'm 20, 80, 1,000, or 10 years old, I should be walking from glory to glory. But that doesn't happen unless I'm abiding in Him. And I'm going back and I'm like, Lord, I just want you. I just want you. I'm hungry for you. I have a deep sense that we are to push into the origin, into the source this year like we never have before. Our origin, our source matters, doesn't it? I use this example. Um, if I'm sitting in my bedroom, lights on, maybe I'm reading a book, maybe you're in your, your den or something, and the light goes out, what do you do? Some of you scream like schoolgirls. Not me, of course. No, what do you do? The first thing you do is you get up and you walk over to the light switch and you start flicking it, right? No, no, that's okay. Nothing's wrong there. The next thing you do is you open the door and you walk out and look and observe the rest of the house. Is the power out here too? Then you go to the, out, the, the breaker panel and you start flipping breakers. Maybe the main's off. Okay. Then you look outside. Is, are the other houses around me off? And then I call Chris or I call Puget Sound Energy, and it's their problem now. What's going on? They trace the line. They go to the transformer, and they start tracing it back back to the power station. Okay, still not fine. We go back to the source. The power doesn't come from the light bulb. doesn't come from the switch. It comes from the source. Some of us have walked in so much malfunction and dysfunction because we go to the light switch, and we're like, heal my light switch, and the Lord's like, keep going. Come back to the source. Yeah, but I was wounded and hurt right here. He's like, keep going back. Come back and find me and we'll rewire things and we'll fix the switch along the process. In fact, there's nothing wrong with the switch. The, switch, the, the brokenness is back at the source. You left the source. You haven't spent time and just hanging out in the source. There is power only found at the source. The power doesn't come from the switch, from the bulb. It comes from the source. Folks, our source matters and this is what the call is, I believe, for 2021. We gotta go back to the source. Lean into the source. Our source matters. I lived in a small town, a beautiful town, Zeb, called Chowila. We lived there for nine years. And, and it's one of those, those uh, sleepy ghost towns on the uh, east side of the state that, that you, you have to aim for or you'll miss it, right? And uh, <laughs> so when we first moved there, it's, it's, it's weird for people to move there. That you know, It's like, what, what, okay, so you're here. Okay, you're a youth pastor here. Where, where are you from? That's their question. Where are you from? And we ask people the same thing when they show up. Where are you from? Why are we asking them that? Because we want to know what's, what the source of their, their brain and their thoughts are. And I'm like, well, I'm from a, we lived in Linden at the time. We're from Linden. Ferndale, heard of it? No, no. Bellingham? Mm, no. Well, we're from the west side of the state. Oh, Seattle, they'd say. No! And I'd be like, no, no, we're not from Seattle. No, please, forgive us. We're not from Seattle. I'm kidding. We love Seattle. But if people on the east side, they think everyone from Seattle is nuts, all right? And that if you live anywhere this side of North Bend, you're crazy, all right? Because some of us are. <laughs> Met another youth pastor from another small, small eastern town, and we were at a winter camp together. And he was new uh, from over there. He was uh, college, just out of college. And, and, and he, he was sitting there, and, and, and you know what? He says to me, you know, he's looking around. He's like, I just feel like I'm above all of this. He literally said that to me. I'm like, oh, you're the problem. <laughs> you're why people hate us all over here. I'm kidding. God bless him. All right? But our origin matters because, because if I don't get back to my true origin, 
I'm going to start malfunctioning along the way. I got to go back to the source so that the, the, the power is, is, is there. I got to go back. I gotta, and we have to be people who embrace change continually. All of us, all of us out here that hate change, we are, we are wired to not like change. Why? Because it makes us uncomfortable. But I want to tell you that the Lord is asking you to live a lifestyle of constant change and transformation. And we have to embrace that because we are called to start looking more and more like the origin, like Jesus. We're, st- we're called to go- keep going back to the source because you know what? He wants to keep refining you and changing you and transforming you. We have to get back to the source. And now listen, this is good. Ready? I'm not just talking about that moment. Oh, the beautiful moment. Who remembers the time they came to Jesus and repented for the first time? Such a good moment. Nobody else remembers that. Okay. We're going to have an altar call right now. If you just want to repent and come to Jesus. I'm not talking about the moment you repented and became a Christian. That's a great moment. But so many of us Christians get stuck in that moment. And all I live, I live my life like this. Oh, I'm just a wretch saved by grace. And, and, I'm mal- and I continue to malfunction because I don't... Do you realize that before he formed you in the womb, he knew you? He didn't know you as a crack addict. He didn't know you as a porn addict. He didn't know you as a thief, a liar, manipulator. Those were things that, you ha- that happened that were not part of your design. They were called sin. They were a malfunction. When I'm saying we've got to get back to the source, it's pre-repentance, back to what he called us to be. Now, repentance is important. We've got to live a lifestyle of repentance, too. But I need to live my life from this point to where I, when God was forming me in the womb, he set me apart. He called me righteous. He called me holy. He designed me uniquely with a purpose. And I can't live that purpose if I'm stuck here and in, in laying again. The, the, uh, the Hebrew says, don't lay yourself again a foundation of repentance. Yes, we still repent, but the foundation is there. We go back and start becoming and changing into who God created us to be. And so I can live from that source. Because if I live from only this source, I'm constantly, well, I'm, just, I, I'm ministering out of a point of brokenness. I was this person, you know, and, and, uh, and it, 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 the Lord will use these things to help change others. But I don't find any power or any source in that moment. I find it to who God created me to be in his image. He, he, he calls me righteous. He calls me holy. He doesn't see this garbage. When I say, I floor, forgive me, he washes me clean. Folks, this is why I go back to the source because it's in that, in that, in his presence, that he reminds me who he created me to be in the first place. So that I am qualified. I don't have to continually get back to this point. Well, I'm not qualified to, to live the life God's called me to be. But I'll just keep, I'm a wretch, and I'll just keep going, and we'll, we'll, we'll make it to heaven one day. No, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the origin. That's who he called me to be. He never formed you in the womb thinking you were going to be garbage, and you were going to, no, he was like, oh, this is so good. And that's what forgiveness is. And that's why i got to get back to my source and lean into his presence, because he doesn't look at me as a broken person, sinner. He looks at me as righteous and worthy and ready. You know, he loves you. If you were still broken and unrighteous, you couldn't be with him. But Christ Jesus made a way. 
through his blood, through his death, through his resurrection. It's not so that you could go back to being this broken person, but so that you could continually be transformed from glory to glory into the image of God, into who he called you to be, and that you could walk and represent him on planet Earth. And yes, I have to hold on to the humility. There's a humility that I have to have that I know. I know that I was broken. I know that I sinned. But I don't live from that identity. I'm humble. And I realize that, that I'm not perfect, but I, I, I'm not living from that. I'm living from this, the presence of the Lord. You are able and worthy and called to be in the presence of the Lord when you come to Jesus. In fact, that's what he's longing for you to do. And then I start to live my life out of the presence rather than my own understanding. How many people believe that before Jesus before God formed you in the womb, he knew you. Raise your hand. If you don't, it's in the Bible all over, right? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You created my innermost being. You believe that? Okay. You believe that before you were conceived by your parents, the Lord conceived of you in his mind. And he thought of you. And he knew you and he was excited for you. And he was like, oh, my son, my daughter, oh, this is going to be so good. I can't wait for them to be born, to live, and to come be with me for all. The oh, he, he, he knew you. No accidents. He knew you by name. You believe that, right? Okay, then watch this. We're going to Romans chapter 8. You all believe the Lord knew you before you were born, right? Amen? One more time. Hands up. You believe it. If not... John Steele will talk to you after church. All right. Here's what Romans 8, 29 says. For those God foreknew, that's you, that's me. He fore, you all admitted he knew you before. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You all admitted you were foreknown by God. You realize now you are glorified. You are justified. He has called you. He has predestined you. He has purpose for you. It goes on. I'm going to skip down to verse 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. I can't even unpack all of that. It's so good. Nothing. You admitted God foreknew you before you were conceived. Those he foreknew, he called. Those he called, he justified. Do you realize what that means? That means it's when you come to Jesus and you repent, it is just as if you've never sinned before. I don't live out of the identity of a sinner anymore. 
I live out of the identity of the righteousness. Folks, we got to lean back into the righteousness. Lean back into the presence of God. We need to hunger and thirst after righteousness. You don't need another prophetic word to guide your life. You need the presence of the Holy God who has given you full access to Him and loves you and created you and has dear plans for you. And living out of that identity, you're going to see things explode around you. It doesn't matter who gets installed as president. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens this Wednesday. It doesn't matter. You, you thought COVID was crazy. Who who knows? Nothing will shake you if you are a person of the presence because you know your God. You know your Father. You know your destination and you're here to live out of that identity. Not the identity of somebody who's messed up. That's what's going to change 2020. It's time to go back to the origin of life, to God, his presence, opened freely to us by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'd appeal to you, if you've never said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, I need to be, I need you, you do that right now. You don't need me to grab you up here on the altar, you just bow your head and say, Jesus, I need you, forgive me. Oh, Father, I need your presence. And he says, okay. (laughs) And then you have full access to what he created you to be how he sees you, not how your friends or your your relatives see you, how you, how he sees you. And then you start walking this journey of life that is constantly changing. Uh, I'm reading a new book um, for fun. There's a guy named Bob Goff. He's written a few books, and I just enjoy reading his his stuff. Uh, It inspires me. But there's a new book he came out with. It's called Dream Big. And, uh, And in that, he's talking about this this uh, concept when you go back to your high school yearbook and people write things like, hey, stay cool, never change, right? We write silly things in the yearbook. And he's like, he says, that's the stupidest thing you could ever believe is that you should never change. And then I'll, I'll give you the quote out of the book. He says this, we are supposed to change constantly into kinder, humbler, more faithful versions of our old self. This is what the Bible refers to as being transformed into the image of God. Walking from glory to glory. Understanding from the presence who He's called you to be. Folks, pay careful attention to what your heart says and your dreams and your goals when you're in the presence of God because that's, that's what He's called you to be. He's the author and perfecter. He begins it. He works on it. He perfects it. And then he says this, and I love this quote as well. It's in the same, same book, a couple, verse, a couple lines later. They don't have verses in books. It says this, The next version of you will be the one to pursue the ambitions that all the other versions of yourself failed to accomplish. I know the word ambition is kind of a swear word in Christian circles, but what we're talking about here, that version, when you start walking from glory to glory, the dreams and desires that you know God put in your heart, then as you continue to change and walk from glory to glory, this new you, the the refined you, just might be the one to fulfill that dream because you've allowed God to change you and you didn't get stuck and stay. You lived a life of change and moving towards the glory of the Lord. If you want to see things happen in your life like never before, lean into him like never before. Honestly, you want to see, you want to see the glory of God come in your, in your life, in our nation, in our world like never before? Get back here and say, oh, Lord, I just want to abide with you. I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. Agenda free. You know what I mean? 
I'm going to read this out of Acts. I read this this morning in Acts 17, 26 says this. From one man, this is Paul uh, talking. He says, from one man all came all the nations. Excuse me. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. No, he's not very far away. Okay, everybody look at me. You were appointed for this time. Because you're still alive. (laughs) Which means God specifically chose you. Back when he, was, he knew you before you were conceived, he's like, I'm picking them for 2021. They'll still be there. I've got purposes for them in 2021. And I'm going to set them here in Whatcom County or wherever you are in these boundaries. Why did he place the nations and people in boundaries? It says so that we would reach out to him. We'd be like, I feel confined in these boundaries, and so I reach out beyond the boundaries to the one who is boundless, and I start living from outside the boundaries. That's, it's to create a desire in you for the one who has no boundaries. And then I can live in that, out of that. You were set apart for this. This is your season. This is your appointed time. And I know we want this prophetic word to guide us of what's going to happen and what we should do. I don't believe that's what the Lord wants to do right now. I believe he's calling his people back to the presence. He's calling his people back to the source so that no matter what comes. I've had too many conversations with people who say this. If God is so good, why would this happen to me? How can there even be a God if this is happening in this country? That's a sure sign you're not living in the source. Because be sure troubles come. I mean, all sorts of crazy things happen. But if you're a person of the presence, it doesn't matter if abundance or lack, you can be like, yes, nothing will shake me. I'm in. Because I know who he is. I know who I believed in. And so in this, I I don't know that I've ever, maybe I have, I don't recall. But I am calling us, should you accept, to a fast. I'm calling us to a fast in January of 2021. And it's not a fast to end COVID. It's not a fast to install a new president. It's not a fast to end hunger or whatever it is. It is simply a fast to saying, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to be with you more. As I said, I'm not an expert on fasting, but I've done a couple of 40-day fasts. And I've told you this before, but the first one I did, I had a list. I had a line item list of the things that I was asking the Lord for. And I petitioned him and, and asked him every day of my 40-day fast for my list. This was my, this was my purpose of this fast. I got to the end of the 40 days. Not one of the things on the list had happened. And I was like, what the heck was that all about? I fasted for 40 days. And you didn't obey me. Listen, I know there's a time to fast for specific things. But I believe that a lot of what we've called fasting is a hunger strike to get God to do what we want him to do. And we sit there like two-year-olds, you got to do what I say. And I was at the end of it, I'm like, just give me a hamburger. (laughs) Just give me a hamburger already. 
Another time I did another 40-day fast, I, I threw the agenda out and I said, Lord, my only purpose, I just want to spend time with you and I want to know you more. And, and my journal from that 40 days was just filled full of the Lord speaking to me about things that were on his mind and on his heart. And it transformed and it changed my heart. And at the end of that, I was like, wow, that was worth it. This is the fast I'm calling us to. Just to lean into, his, into the source, into the origin, into the author. Without our agendas, what is a fast? It's denying what I want just to find out what he wants. My agenda's out the window. Lord, I just want you more. Now, I'm not asking you to go without food for the entire month of January. Uh, I, I, in fact, I'm not even going to tell you how to do it. Whether you want to pick a day a week, you want to pick a meal a day, whatever it is. Give up, give up video games for the month. Give up coffee, Charlie. I mean, I don't know if that was a prophetic word. He was drinking his coffee, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye. I, I, don't, I don't care, and you don't even have to do it if you don't want. But I'm calling you and asking if you would pray about leaning in with us just to know the Lord more. That's it. And whatever it is is between you and the Lord, and you just lean into that and commit to that. And pray and seek the Lord. Because remember, dysfunction is healed at the origin. Power is found at the origin. Change is found at the origin, not at the switch. Wednesday nights here at the church from 6.30 to 7.30, I'm going to lead a prayer time. Just for the month of January. Um, I don't have an agenda for that prayer time. I'm specifically not going to have a prayer list of things we're going to pray through. My goal is we're going to put some worship music on and we're going to sit here and we're going to seek the Lord. What he does, and we're, we're not going to have an agenda. I just want to have that space for us as a body. If you would choose to come, we'll be here in the sanctuary on Wednesday night, 6.30, 7.30 in the month of January, and I'd invite you to join us for that. Our origin matters. The source matters. And this, I believe, is the call for 2021. Not to lean into a secret word or a secret prophecy, but to lean into the presence of the one who's made everything and from all things flow and every good and perfect gift comes from and just know him more. Stephanie, I'm going to have you come. If you grab your communion items here. We're going to take communion, spend a little more time in worship. And during this, during this time, you know, if you want to talk to the Lord about, I would say what he's calling you to do, but I think often with a fast, it's more what you're committing to him. Lord, here's what I want to sacrifice to you, just to know you more, just to be with you. Not to get my uh, new Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, <laughs> but just to know you. And we take communion here at the start of the year, obviously. We do it at the start of every month. And I do it, it's appropriate doing it here at the start of 2021 in this moment. Because it was because of this sacrifice that you have access to the origin at all. Through the faith in Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, you have full rights to walk into the presence of the Almighty God and abide and rest and enjoy His presence. Delight in Him. His name is delightful. Ponder on that one. And it's because there was a problem called sin. And so God made the way where there was no way 
by sending his only son to die on the cross. And the night he did that, he was with his disciples. They didn't know what was going to happen, but he took bread and he broke it and he held it out and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do it. Eat this and remember. His body was broken, paving the way so that I can walk in, in what he created me to be before I was even conceived, what he thought of me. I have access to the only one who truly loves me. It's Jesus Christ, God Almighty. So Jesus, we say thank you that your body was broken and we remember it dearly right now. And we take this bread to remember it together. He also took that cup, poured the wine, said, this is my blood poured out for you. The blood of the new covenant, the new covenant that made the way when I, when I repent and I come to Jesus, he covers me with his blood, forgives all of my sins. I don't operate out of a position of a sinful person. I operate out of the position of a righteous person because of Jesus. And that's a reason to stay humble. And it's a reason to live from the source and in the source as a son, as a daughter, as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So Jesus, we remember your blood poured out for us and we take it together in your name. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.